Good morning. It's good to be with you again as we continue in our study of Habakkuk. We only have a, about two more days left, so we'll be moving back into the New Testament after we finish this. But uh, it's good to be with you today as we finish this time together. Um, we'll be reading Habakkuk chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 16. So we're going to do a lot of chapter 3, and then we'll finish out chapter 3 tomorrow morning in our time together. So thanks for joining us, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, uh, social media, podcasting. Thanks for spending a few minutes this morning with us in God's Word. So let's read Habakkuk chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through like I said, through 1 through 16. A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk, according to Shigaloth. O Lord, I've heard of your renown, and I stand in awe, O Lord, of your work. In our own time, revive it. In our own time, make it known. In wrath, you may remember in wrath, may you remember mercy. God came from Terman, the Holy One, Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covers the nations. His glory covers the heavens, and the earth is full of his praise. The brightness was like the sun. Rays came forth from his hand, where his power lay hidden. Before him went pestilence, and plague followed close behind. He stopped and shook the earth. He trembled, he looked, and made the nations tremble. The eternal mountains were shattered. Along his ancient pathways, the everlasting hills sank low. I saw the tents of Kushan under affliction. The tent curtains of the land of Midian trembled. What is your wrath against the rivers, O Lord? Are your anger against the rivers? Are your rage against the sea? When you drove down your horses, your chariots to victory? You brandished your naked bow and sated where the arrows at your command? You split the earth with the rivers? The mountains saw you and withered. A torrent of water swept by. The deep gave forth its voice. The sun raised high its hands. The moon stood still at its exalted place. The light of your arrow speeding by. In the gleam of your flashing spear. In fury you trod the earth. In anger you, tr in anger you trampled nations. You came forth to save your people. To save your anointed. You crushed the head of the wicked house. Laying bare its foundations to the roof. You pierced them with their own arrows. The head of his warriors who came like a whirlwind to scatter us, gloating as ready to devour the poor who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, turning like mighty waters. I hear and I tremble within. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters my bone, and my steps tremble beneath me. I wait quietly for the day of calamity to come upon the people who attack us. So as you remember earlier um, in our time together when we were in chapter 1, uh, Habakkuk has this vision and he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why it seems as though the wicked prosper. He doesn't understand why it seems as though um, the poor are oppressed, the righteous are oppressed, and the wicked have everything, you know, that's that's there. And he says, "How this is verse chapter 1. He says in verse 2, How long, O Lord, will I cry for help, and will you not listen? Or cry to you violence, and you not save? Why do you not see, why, why do you make me see the wrongdoing and look at trouble? Um, so basically, he, he says early on, God, I, I'm crying out violence. I'm crying out against all this wickedness. And it seems in chapter one, it seems as though God, it seems though God doesn't care or God doesn't see. And then we see in chapter two, the Lord say, no, I, I see and I'm aware and, and I'm not blind to the evil in the world and my judgment will come. And then of course it ended yesterday. We, we read one of my favorite verses, chap, chapter two, verse 20 
which says the Lord's in this holy temple, that all the earth keeps silent before him. So we see that God does see and God does hear and God's judgment is coming. And then in chapter three, we see kind of a, a culmination of God's judgment. Um, we see that God will trod the earth. We see that um, it, it, it says, uh, in fear you trod the earth and anger you trampled all nations. You you came forth to save your people, to save your anointed. You trust, you crushed the head of the wicked house, laying bare the foundations to the roof. You pierced them with their own arrows, the head of his warriors, who came as like a whirlwind to scatter us. And he says, verse 16, I wait quietly for the day of calamity to come upon those who attacked us. In other words, we see in this that God will bring judgment against the people oppressing, against those oppressing his people. This feels a lot like Revelation to me. When you read the book of Revelation, you see the book of Revelation is much the same as this. That the complaint uttered, God, the people of, we're, we, your people, are being destroyed. We, your people, are being killed. Do you not care? Do you not see? Do you not care what's happening to us? And then we see the rest of Revelation is God responding, say, of course I see. And of course I care. And Babylon the Great will be thrown into the sea. You know, this is, he's talking about ancient Babylon and God in Revelation is talking about Babylon the Great or those who oppress his people will be judged and will be thrown into the, in, into the sea. They will be judged forever. We see over and over and over again in scripture that God is not blind to the suffering of his people. God is not unaware of the suffering of his people, but God sees, God hears, God understands, God knows. And God will bring judgment upon those that are working against his plan. God will bring judgment upon those who are destroying and killing his people. He will. But he does it on his time. And he does it on his schedule. He, don't, he does it in his kairos. In God's good time. In God's right time. We operate through chronos chronological time like right now we, we look on our watch and we see what time it is we know that this is the time that we have but God operates on Kairos his time so we see in chapter three as we saw earlier in chapter two and as we see as we read more prophets and more revelation that God will judge the wicked God will judge the wicked the wicked will be destroyed evil will be crushed we have that assurance that in God's time, at the right moment, evil will be destroyed. And so for us today, we need to live in that reality, that we live in a world where it seems as though evil wins. You know, you watch the news, you see all the conflict in the world. It's easy for us to think in the world in which we live that evil will win. But when we read God's word, when we read Holy Scripture, we see that evil does not win. Evil does not triumph, but good wins, light wins, goodness wins, life wins, resurrection wins. So we need to understand God's kairos, not our chronos. Our, we need to understand God's time, not our time. Because in chronology, the time of this world, it doesn't seem as though good will win. It doesn't. It often seems like good is losing. <laughs> it seems as though good is being defeated. But in God's Kairos time, good always wins. So today, if you're in a situation where you feel as though that God isn't hearing or God isn't saving, 
or God isn't rescuing and you feel crushed and oppressed and like it will never be resolved and that evil is going to win, don't stand too firmly or too strongly in Kronos time. Understand that ultimately that God's time, God's Kairos time will come into play and that good will win and that evil will be judged and evil will be destroyed and God will save his people. God will restore his people and that good will win. We see that promise here in Habakkuk and we see it really throughout all of scripture. We, we see it throughout all the Bible that that good wins. That's the story of Revelation, the story of the gospel. That's the story of Habakkuk. I hear and I tremble. I wait for the day of calamity to come upon the people who attacked us. In other words, God will bring judgment. It's God's job to judge. It's God's job to restore. It's God's job to bring life. So today, if you feel like you're in a situation where evil's winning, where goodness will never win, trust in God. For life will win. Goodness will win. And evil, evil will be forever vanquished in God's time. Now, not in our time. <laughs> not in our time. But in God's time. So trust. Trust until we get to that place when evil's forever destroyed. Knowing that in time, good will completely vanquish evil. Good will win. Evil will be destroyed and defeated. And God will have the victory. We trust in God until that day comes. And once that day comes, we will see God's victory. So today, even if it doesn't work on your time frame, trust in God for his time is always right. Thanks for joining us today. Tomorrow morning, we'll, um, we'll finish out Habakkuk. Thanks for being with us. I'd love any input on what you'd like to study next. Uh, comment below, message me, reach out to me. I'd love any, any feedback on what you think would be something interesting to study in our next few days. Have a great rest of your day.